Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Part three. Uh, you know me, Aerie Spears. Go around the room, introduce yourselves. Oh, I'm Kyla J. Lacey. Yeah. Um, I'm a writer and a poet and I guess, you know. And a queen. Oh, you know, I mean. Queen to Crown of justice. And then there's. Uh, I'm Andy Steinberg. I'm a Virgo. And that was to go along with Aries' voice from the last podcast. When is your birthday? Uh, September 21st. That's oh okay. That's I guess Virgo adjacent. Whatever. I'm on the edge. I'm in Aries. I'm April third. Well, I I something I was shocked that to find out you're in Aries. Wow, oh, yeah. I would have never. We never gave it away. <laughs> we never gave it away. It was a... Spears. It was the Spears. It was oh, the last name. Okay. Yeah, is that right. us? Yeah. And and you are a. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Do are we compatible? And a virgin. Are we compatible? I don't know. I've dated the Aries. How'd it go? I think I wanted to kill him. Wow. Wait, what is what is the birth? I mean, I wanted to kill a few. That's foreplay. No, what is that? What is the birthday? My birthday, April third. No, no, I'm saying what is the? Oh, oh I did. It's from March 26 to. I did date Aries, and he almost killed me. That is a true story. Which you mean try to wash dishes? No. Well, now that I do appreciate, I do remember he washed dishes. I appreciate. Oh, no, he, he was very abusive. He was it. Uh, was he really? Yeah. Like yeah. physically? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, Slap you. Uh, yeah, punch, all of the things, wow. stole money, all of the things, got a bitch pregnant with twins that I found out at my birthday party, they were born, yeah, that happened in real life. Damn, I'm sorry, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, he has a co-cabin and ugly children now, so, you know, karma is real. Time for some comedy. Those kids didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> Listen, that don't stop them from being ugly. Uh, that's true. <laughs> ugly ugly kid, is ugly, Ugly kids it. happen. Email time. Oh, Steve! <laughs> subject i love your podcast hey aries i'm a longtime fan and i love the podcast although i fairly new to it people i i can't stress enough reread your shit i fairly new to it ten dollar a lot of money you know where that's from <laughs> no. you don't know where that movie that's from no come on black girl i don't know glory i've never seen glory get the fuck out of my room i'm Okay. You've never seen Glory? I was a little girl when it came out. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, but the one tear. Oh, so the you remember the nigga getting I do whipped. know. It was Denzel. Oh, he had the Lord, one tear. Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, you, wow, you have a homework assignment. So they're taking my feminist card and my black card. Listen to me. No, you keep your feminist card. Uh, okay. You have Thanks. a homework assignment. Fucking Glory. Okay. See, Morgan Freeman, Andre Brower. Matthew Denzel. Broderick, yeah, Carrie, <laughs> yeah. Carrie, the white boy. Wait a minute, I, you know what? I did see parts of it when I was a teacher. I said the whole goddamn thing. Well, I can't know, bring it, you it part of my grade. homework. It was eighth grade. They split it right. up. It was eighth right. grade. Right. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my phone while the kids were watching the movie. Go see Glory. When niggas were whipped, it was a glorious time. All right, um, <laughs> I fairly new to it. I have a lot of episodes to listen to, but I can't wait to catch up. I remember watching you imitate Shaq on SNL. I used to die laughing. Mad TV, nigga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I even, the nigga wrote, I even, E-B-E-N, I even loved you. Oh, that was nice. $10, a lot of money. I even loved you in Snoop Dogg's scary movie, LOL. Uh, Hey, Andy, what's up, man? I'm new to you, but I love the dialogue between you and Aries on the podcast. 
and I like how you always ask the hard questions. This nigga's Mike Wallace. Uh, <laughs> make people think. 60 minutes. Also like how you stand on what you believe in. But I have a question for you guys. It's actually more of a twofer. Being, uh, being comedians and Aries, you being an actor, what's your stance on depression mm. in the entertainment business? I asked this question because I was just thinking about all the great entertainers who committed suicide or who have come out and said they battle with depression. Robin Williams, Kurt Cobain, Anthony Bourdain, Michael Roof, Jonathan Brandis, Lee Thompson Young, and many more entertainers have committed suicide. Michael Phelps, Charlemagne, The God, DMX, Jim Carrey, Wayne Brady, The Rock have all battled with depression. I've noticed that it's always the people who make the world laugh who are the most sad. Do you think it's because of what Hollywood has exposed them to? Or do you think it's because no one takes an entertainer seriously? Also, have you two as entertainers ever battled depression? And if so, how do you overcome it? Pussy and vodka, nigga. <laughs> Lastly, you guys rock. Vicodin? But... No, Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> and Aries, you'll be on the big screen again. You're way, too funny, uh, you're way too funny and talented to continually be overlooked. Just make sure you give Andy a small role to, I got this nigga, B. So kind. We like the defiant ones. We chain the devil. We, we going to even make it together. <laughs> And Joe Rogan is a hater. He's not funny to me at all. So one day your podcast will be number one and he'll be asking to come on your show. And when he does, I hope you guys are the bigger men and let him go on. All right, fellas. Keep up the good work. I like this nigga. Joe can come on the show anytime he wants anytime to. Anytime he wants. And Joe is the biggest in the business. Yes. Can I um, answer the depression one? Uh, go ahead, baby. You the guest. Okay. First crack at okay. It. Crack. Okay. Um, so I dealt with depression. And uh, I mean, I'm a writer and I, I think that like a lot of poets that I know that are good are also pretty funny people, of course, myself included. Um, and I'm very humble. Uh, but no, I think they're like, so the thing about comedy and please correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of You're it is wrong. Okay, finding the absurdity <laughs> of something right. and the duality of something like comparing and contrasting and, and, and good poetry does that as well. But I think when you do that, you're constantly exposing you're constantly exposed to looking at things in a different view and sometimes you're you know that view is a and and not necessarily a pessimistic way but in a more realistic way that may expose you to feeling like damn like this world really kind of sucks right um but i mean my depression was tied into you know half heartbreak and half you know my cousin dying at the same time um and I, it was like, it was real fucking dark. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think that there is, when you are a creative person in general, when you have a mind that thinks outside the box in general, I think that exposes you to some emotional, uh, you know, instability at times. I, I wish I could get back to that age when I didn't give a fuck about nothing but myself. And there's, there's still a lot of selfishness That's, in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I get older and I realize how mortal I am Mm -hmm. and my body starts to do the things that it does when you age Um, combined with all the fucked up, you just said it, a lot of the fucked up shit that you see in the world. I have bouts of it. Yeah. I I don't know technically and medically if you could say, yeah, you do. Yeah. Because I think it feels like when you do, that's when you're supposed to be taking pills. Uh, And I don't take pills and I I, I would hope to not want to take pills. 
But yeah, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing how fucking shitty this life is and how shitty yeah. this world is. And I'm like, if this truly is it and this is all there is, it's not a lot. It sucks. Um, and you know, this business is a hard bit. Again, I don't wish show business on nobody. And I always say, listen, if. Are they shooting? I don't know. Could be the Diaz brothers, Conto Gummy. Um. This business is such where it's like, look, if you're making it, yeah, and you're making it on a grand scale, it's great. There's nothing like it. Traveling the world, I saw on Instagram where The Rock and Kevin Hart are promoting Jumanji from Cabo. Yeah, like that's your job, right? We gotta go to Cabo. Oh no, and go promote a movie which I got paid twenty million for. Yeah, and I fly in private jets. And I'm fucking, my house is paid for and my kids are going to college and my bank account has too many zeros on it. And, yeah. and, and you know, it, but it's still an inconvenience. What well, part? To have to, 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 you might, like you said, your kids. me up. I live on the opposite side of being an entertainer and like, so this is, this is reality for me. I'm, I'm literally in the lift crying because I'm broke. Meanwhile, I'm super viral. Chance the Rapper's posting my stuff. Kaylani's posting it. You know, Lenny Kravitz, Busta Rhymes. Like, this has really happened. And I'm in the lift crying. And I'm driving the fucking lift. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... I live on the opposite of that. It's, and then I have... Well, which I'm sure you can understand, too. Touring is very, very bad. Like, I mean, it's... it's like I've toured over two hundred colleges. That shit is is emotionally draining because I'm in the middle right. of nowhere, right, by myself. And it's hard. And I would imagine, and I, you know, a couple of female comics have even alluded to this on documentaries we've seen. Look, we're guys. Mm-hmm. When we tour, go to bar, hang out, mm-hmm. Mike gets pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Female comics ain't fucking dudes, right? Random dudes mm-hmm. like. Male comics can fuck random women. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they can walk down the street at 2 o'clock. Dude can walk down the street at 2 o'clock in the morning absolutely. and get back to his hotel right. and not think that someone's out there yeah. ready to rape him. Right. I, I mean, I'm not trying to... No, and I'm, no. I mean... I, and if I, there are any female rapists out there, <laughs> oh knowledge <my> boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Pop out of bush, bitch. Think about how hard it would be to rape you. Why? Because you would she want would it. it I wouldn't want it. You're easy. The oh, chick would come oh. up to you and you would be like, uh, you, <laughs> no, no, you flip over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now that's real. Like, but, 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 the, but the, the part when you're not Kevin Hart in The Rock. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the insecurity of not knowing, not what, you know, can I pay the rent? Absolutely. Can I pay the mortgage? I, holy shit, I, I don't, my whole calendar, my whole December is not filled up yeah. with dates. Yeah. Which means I'm only making this much, which means yeah. after taxes and commissions, yeah. two baby mamas, alimony, child support. Ugh. Yeah, and so I, I do, prim, I primarily do college shows, but if I have a great year, I'm, I'm set. You know, I work 30, right. 40 days, I'm good for the rest of the year. But if I don't have any dates... I'm fucked. Right. You know, I don't I don't know how I'm, I'm paying these bills. And so that's the and again, like just the desolate desolation of being I've driven in over 40 states by myself. You know, wow. that's you know, you driving through, you know, towns of population. It's like eight people in town and none of them look like you. You know, you drive fast enough to not be noticed and you drive slow enough not to be noticed. You right. know, those are the things that uh, I don't think people consider when they oh, I want to do. No, I don't. And I'm, you know, I'm on the the low end. I do, you know, college shows and shit, but I don't want to do that. But I, I think 
you know, and forgive me for taking anything that we do to this next level that I'm going to say, but if you're an artist in any way, mm-hmm. you're more connected to your emotions in general. Absolutely. And one of those emotions is depression. Like yeah. You, so, and you have to welcome that mm-hmm. the emotion and the, like, so that you can do and create your artwork. Mm-hmm. Because like you said with comedy, I have to connect on uh, what I'm about to say on so many different levels to get to the funny. Because especially the comedy that I enjoy doing. I like doing comedy that's painful so that when you laugh, right. I hope that you're laughing at, at, at the relief of what mm-hmm. I said because we all go through the pain. Yeah, so that you can relate to. to. And that's what's important is to be able to, to connect through the pain. But the laughter is, 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 is the end of the emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not the beginning. And so the depression part is part of it. And uh, I, I, what you're saying about the money is one thing. But also, I don't want to. I don't want to make uh, the guys that have all this money and this power and wealth that their life is really hard. But on the other hand, think about it. If you're not worried about how you're going to pay your bills and how the next step, mm-hmm. and it, we're, we're we're keeping our mind busy. But when you have that free time too to look at the at the world, and you said it is a shitty place, and you have time to really look at it, and you and you can afford to take the time and look at it. I think there's depression even within that because you can see what it is. Uh, that's got to be one of those things where I got to experience it to, to yeah. agree with that. I, I, I just, I, I only, I'm only thinking that because I don't experience that either. But I, I just think that if you, if you're a, if you're a soulful person, if you have some humanness uh-huh. about you, that you have to, if you have that time, and that's why I think that you do see actors that have made it and lend their voice to a lot of different things is because they had the time to see it from a different. Okay, view. I might get that part. But what I don't get, and, and for me to say this sounds either naive, ignorant, and sensitive, pick an adjective. I, and I'm on the outside looking in. Again, maybe this is a conversation where you got to talk to an expert. Yeah. You got to talk mm-hmm. to a doctor. Because make me understand that when you're Robin Williams, you're beloved. Mm-hmm. It ain't even a debate. You ain't one of these. Right. He's, he's got to be your cup of tea. This nigga's beloved. Right. The movies, the comedy, the style. There's not a hateful bone, the, the bad energy. You're rich. Yeah. You're white. White. What are you depressed about? When man? you find out and you get all that and then you still don't like yourself? Mm. But what is it you don't like? Yourself. Ah, that's crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm a again, I'm a very vain motherfucker. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Oh my god! Because I mean, I've 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 never I've been depressed and poor. I've never been depressed and rich. If I had to choose, I'd like to try the rich one. Obviously, I'd like to. I'd like to obviously, you know, be depressed with a nice TV. Listen, when I hear that saying, and I've said this before, money don't buy happiness. It puts a down payment I, 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 until I'm. In a position where I can go, damn, that's true. To me, that's exactly what it buys. I, I, yeah, I'd like be to broke, be- can't pay your mortgage, can't feed your kids, that's, and your woman is yeah. on your ass. She don't want to give you pussy because the the, the, the right. bacon ain't what it used to be right. on the bring home. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different things that can beat you up to where I'm going. If I don't have any of those problems, I'm what gonna- am I up? What am I depressed about? And you can afford a nice therapist. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, when he did that Born in the USA album, some reporter said to him, he goes, well, now, you know, you've been years trying to, to get to this point. Now you got to this point, and uh, 
now you have money though, and isn't money going to cause you more problems? Aren't you going to, you know, because he, he talks a lot about problems mm-hmm. in, his, in his song, and he goes, problem, money's a problem. And he goes, well, in life, I found that no matter who we are, we're going to have problems, and if you could pick and choose your problems, money would probably be the first problem if you had to have one to pick. Because yeah, you can do a lot with that one. You can fix a lot of the other problems if you have that that one. So, yeah, money is nice. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying there's a human level in depression that affects us beyond uh, material things. things. Financial isn't always the win. Money is is the root of all evil. Lack of money is the root of all evil. I think so. Ain't a rich motherfucker ever hit in an alley and hit you behind the head and take your wallet. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I, you know, again, maybe I got to... You know, if I ever get rich, I'm yes. going to hide in an alley. No. I'm going to hit someone in the head. I'm going to take their wallet just so that I can prove that that was the wrong statement on this conversation. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. And this, 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 uh, and, and on a deeper level, that's why they say you got to have thick skin. Because in this business, one day you do an audition and you kill it. Or you do a stage show and you rip it and you fucking are Superman. Then another day, the next day, you do an audition and they look at you like, nigga, you, right, yeah. you terrible. Mm-hmm. Or you do a show where you just, you want to hide afterwards. It, it just, this shit plays on your ego. And on, I've, I've, I'm finding myself so many times going, Is, am I just not good enough? Like, am I just not? Yeah. Do I, am I bad? Well, that's the, that's the thing about like sports. In sports, it's quantifiable. Like if you can, if you're a basketball player and you can put twenty in the hole every night, right? You're a player, and then you have a bad game. People can go, he had a bad game, right? And what we do, that person who saw me on whatever night and I didn't have a good show for the rest of my life, that's who I am. I mean, I'm Young there. Thug right, does have a rap career. What? what? Young Thug does have a rap, rap career. career. I don't even know. Mm, you're not missing much. Mm. Um. So yeah, brother. I hope that answers your question. Um, I don't know if you'd want to see this because it's it's a lot of work to to for someone who doesn't know this comic. But I think he's a funny comic. Gary Goldman did a whole he did a whole special. Yeah, his special was about depression because I guess he suffers from he it. He suffers from depression. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's very easy. The asshole comic in me has something to say, but I won't do that because I'm about growth. Okay. 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 Well, okay. I can say, I will say this. I think when you're creative, you naturally experience emotions on a a wider spectrum and everybody is okay with that happy part of the spectrum. But, uh, you know, the, the depression part is, but you, and people have to understand though, too, you need, you need all points of that because you can't be happy without sad. There's no. Yeah, you, you, you can't you, have a peak without a valley. I yeah, get it. Yeah, because you can't recognize it. Yeah, it would be unrecognizable. Or as I like to say, every day is not Christmas. Every, well, I have had some shitty fucking Christmases. So, well, um, you have Jewish, so that makes yeah, sense. It does. Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> um, from TVNMLLR1. Some weird shit. Okay, okay. Hey, Aries, you the funniest motherfucker to ever walk this planet. I've been watching you since I was eight years old. Sneaking up around midnight to watch Mad TV. Netflix needs to give you a special, bro. I would watch that shit over and over again and laugh like I've never seen it before. And P.S., nigga, tell Andy we are the original people from beige to midnight to purple. Oh, yeah, do the Scarface voice. Laugh my fucking ass off when the cop gets shot by Montana. Maybe you could fix yourself one of them first-class tickets. Can't shoot a cop. Whoever said you watched one, wait a minute. Give me a chance. I'll fix this all up. Too late for you, Mel. Fuck you. There you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is from um, Carla Lopez Brown. Um, Good morning, guys. It's pronounced Josue from Josue for Aries. I know he has a hard time with these Mexican names. <laughs> I want to address both you, uh, both Andy and Aries. That beef, that beef with Mexicans and Puerto Ricans is true, but I think it's only from a sporting point of view, which you, I think you said. Um, Aries, you are right. A lot of Mexicans didn't like Oscar, but the Mexicans that didn't like him were essays from the hood. I myself really can't stand those bald-headed cholos that okay. talk like they're stupid. Fucking see. I stood with Oscar due to the fact that I grew up the way he did. Son of Mexican parents who made his dream happen because his parents happened to make it here in time for him to be born. He represented the way I grew up. I never liked Fernando Vargas due to the fact that he was just like those vatos from East L.A. Ignorant, ignorant as fuck, and that's not the way my mom taught me to be. The Puerto Rican and Mexican thing is another topic I want to, t- I want to touch on. I have love for all my Hispanics, be it Puerto Rican, Dominican, or even Venezuelan. We definitely want to beat all the other countries just because that's our competitive spirit. But when you say Mexicans don't like other Hispanic races, I have to disagree with that. I show everyone respect. Uh, And to Andy, it's an accordion, my guy. Yeah, I couldn't remember that the other night. I respect Andy's opinions. He's entitled to that. I'm not going to tell you to fuck off just because because that's just so wrong. We disagree on some things, and that's okay. One thing about my Mexican culture I can tell you about is fucking, how do you say this? Q-U-I-N-C-E-N-E-R-A-S. Quinceañeras. Oh, quinceañeras? Quinceañeras. It's the, like, the sweet 16, but the 15. Oh, okay. You see how easily that rolled off our tongue? Mexican women are fast. Okay. That was horrible. Oh, oh, what? (laughs) No. (laughs) You missed it. What did I do? No, I said. You said Mexican women are fat? No, I said fast. fast. I said because it's 15, not 16. 16. Because oh. I know. So oh. I'm going to hell. I apologize. We always, have those. <laughs> we always have those, and we get drunk and eat food and dance. Have you ever been to a 15 birthday party for a Mexican? Thanks for reading this, guys. P.S. Aries, I still need to get on that fucking power show. I doubt it's going to top the Sopranos, though. By the way, did you know HBO has a spinoff plan where Tony plays a young Tony's son? Plays a young Tony. Yes, but it's not a uh, TV show. It's a movie. So I forget what they call it. Joey Diaz is in it. 
Uh, it's they're doing a spinoff on The Sopranos when Tony was young and the whole crew was younger, and James Gandolfini's son is playing his dad's role. Can't wow. wait to see that. Um, and dude, let me tell you, man. I always say, Sopranos number one show ever, but power is on its ass, nigga. Ticker tape, photo finish. If they were they're in a jumping race. the shark. Who? The, to power. I haven't seen no. the last episode. Are oh, you saying it's really good? No. Have you seen? You know, I haven't, I haven't seen the last oh season. You saying it's just ridiculous oh, it's over so the top. The way you talk oh, about power, you think okay. power would sponsor our show? Well, you know, maybe. It's too late now. They're about to be done now. Yeah. Everybody's but, dying. Yeah. Okay. Power, well, nigga. Happens. Get on it. I promise you it's binge worthy. Um, I got some. Yeah. I got something for it. You know, I, I really have. Uh, I know I talked about doing the where I'm going to go through the cities and I'm going to try to find the Mexican culture. Not, I'm not even saying Hispanic culture. I'm really serious about finding that Mexican culture, that Southwest culture that came up from Mexico that's, got, that's permeated most of America. And... Uh, I've been doing the legwork, and, I, and I've been interviewing my mom, because my mom is where that Mexican side comes mm-hmm. from. And, you know, I asked her, I said, you know, you know I had uh, Hugo that got really upset with me, and, you know, what is it to be, you know, Mexican in, 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 in this country? What is it? What is it? And, and we went through it, and we went through some of the things that I said, Aries was, because I brought up the food, and you're like, food? But that really is a big deal. It's a big deal for every culture that, to have that food that, that rolls through their culture that, that's uniquely theirs. Mm-hmm. But then she said something, and he hit it when he said the quinceanera. That I don't say that word right either. Uh, it's family. My mom said it's family. This family's first in the in the, in the in the in the Mexican home. Like dad will work twelve jobs, mom will bring homework. You know, they do a lot of collective economics too. Yeah. That like where you know, like they'll live together and then they'll pool their money yeah where they the fam- do that a yeah. lot yeah and it's it's the family the family the sticking to the family the family the, the dad might have 20 jobs but he comes home and sunday he's going to be home mm-hmm. for the tries to get home every night for dinner it's it's the family and, and it's in that family it's in the food too even when you when you make tortillas if in a traditional house it makes tortillas not a lot of families still make tortillas here but i mean if you do mm-hmm. i mean you make them all in one day for the for the week or for a couple of weeks and so it's a fa- it's a family event someone's you know it's how you build that process you know of making that or making tamales same thing um but it's the family and, and i was trying to figure out what do we do unique and you know i i said that i said the thing about drinking beers on a patio and i know that sounds but again that's part of the male part of the families where mm-hmm. you take that time out. It's not about drinking the beer, like and, 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 as in people took it as an alcoholic way. That I it's think the that, congregation, that, yeah, of sitting around telling stories, being together, having those beers, and you're drinking over the beers. Beers was just the conduit of what brought mm-hmm. everybody together. I'm not, and I think that that was mistaken on how I said it, especially by some Hispanic people uh, that heard me say it that way. That's not. It wasn't. They're alcoholics sitting on a on a. That's not what I said. It, it's that it, it's that community that, uh, that that was really important to that. So I just wanted to say that because he did say that about the uh, about being fifteen, the parties, the the Mexican weddings in the backyard. I mean, as much as people make jokes about it, these are true stories. I mean, I've been there for those stories, and it's not about having the greatest lavish wedding. It's about all the family members being there. So that, that and, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I I hear you what you're telling me, but. You know, again, coming from New York, I, I, Puerto Ricans acting like they hated Mexicans, like they look down on them, like they're beneath them. So, and I and I could be wrong, but 
Yeah, and you're telling me I'm wrong, but you're not I, wrong, but you're not right. I mean, it's 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 in the culture that that one it, acts like they're better than it, the other because Mexicans they both they, are the black people of Hispanic people. It's, That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's because they subcategorize again. But I'm going to tell you, and, and again, a lot of Mexicans are upset with Puerto Ricans because when it's a Mexican character, generally in a movie, you know who plays it? Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Or that one guy who's always playing the gangster role. What is his name? Oh, I know who you're talking he's about. Training playing. Day. No, it's it's like this one guy. He's always ball playing. head. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. He's in Training Day. Okay. I, I've seen him on a couple auditions, and he's always playing a guy he's, named Hector. He's the go-to gangster Mexican. Yeah, he's yeah. always playing Hector. But is he Puerto Rican though? I don't know. I don't oh. know. It's 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 been that way. But I got to tell you, when when Hispanic, hey, you ever get your shit pushed? That guy. Yeah. When you're Hispanic and you're in a room. And it's not about the competitive part. Like I said, when Freddie Prince Jr. when Freddie Prince got on uh, on Chico and the Man, and there was a Hispanic person on TV, a real Hispanic person, not right. a white dude playing the Hispanic dude. He is half white though. He was Hungarian. That's white as hell. Still Hungarian. I was just it, given yeah, the definition it, it, of which white it was. Is it white or is it beige or is it mauve? Or was it mauve? Taupe. It's African because we're all from uh, that place. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, but okay, we hold on. We see the, 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 the Spike Lee from Do the Right Thing. <laughs> ah, oh, <laughs> I was born in Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, with, from Coming to America. Every time. With, with the, uh, if I got to pull a rock in my saddle, I did. <laughs> no, okay, he but. Joe Lewis's ass. Okay, go uh, ahead. When J Lo played Selena's. Yeah. A lot of Mexican people were very upset that she was playing Selena's. Okay, and just to that point of where let's let's she take did a great let, job, let's though. let's just keep this going though on, on this on this little Mexican merry-go-round that we just started here. Okay, Selena's, Selena's, who played the music that I don't like that we he said the, the accordion, accordion. With, the, with the mariachi. Yeah, it's it's not mari. It's a uh, no, Tejano music. Tejano, yes. Yeah, with the accordion, and I, I don't like that music. And uh, she was the she was a big star, big Mexican star. Mm-hmm. And Have you heard "Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb"? It's amazing. She, she doesn't speak Spanish. Who? She doesn't anymore. She for didn't sure. then either. Who? Selena. Oh, she didn't. She only Selena's. spoke English. She spoke Spanish because her 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 dad taught her the words to the songs that she was in singing Spanish, in Spanish, yeah. and she'd play that. So uh, these these people who hit me up sometimes about me and my Mexican and not speaking right. Spanish. I'm just trying to say that that Spanish speaking isn't all doesn't make you the culture. Well, I mean, I I, I probably speak more Spanish than you. Uh, I probably under, I understand it pretty well. I just don't speak it very well. 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 Uh, but uh, and Spanish is still again the conquered language of that particular area. It's called Mexico. The, mm, the, whenever true. I think of New York and Spanish Harlem and the Bronx and Brooklyn, I think about. And this is where I start to get a little nostalgic. Frosty in the, eye. <laughs> the, the bodegas and back in the 80s and the 25 cent quarter waters, you know, and the big old papi, you know, when you hear this shit, like, like it's the opposite of. It's know. different. There will never be a time in my life where I hear the song Suavemente come on and I don't want to dance. Like, like that accordion shit? It's horrific. It's that's all, all That is the right musical there. version of the Indian accent. Wow! 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 
by Bobby, Bobby. But if you look at if you look at how Mexicans dance, Mexicans, not Puerto Ricans, Mexicans have a very stiff movement. It's a very almost line dance. It's them, it's them Jordache jeans, nigga. I can't bend them knees, Tommy Davidson's joke from the Shaq's All Star that I was in. He said, "Ice cream sandwich." Like, like the wallets look like ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Say, what's in your wallet? Ice cream sandwich. That run he does is one of the most brilliant comedic bits where he talks about Telemundo and Spanish music and Don Francisco. If you haven't seen that, go to YouTube. Shaq's All Star Comedy Jam. Tommy Davidson. Watch that bit. And the fact that he speaks Spanish for real. Is and he went on the Spanish run and did the song. It, it's it's one of the greatest comedic bits I've ever seen. It was one of those where as a comic, you awfully went, I wish I could do that. Damn, I wish I could do that. He kills that. Um, Mexican men love black women. That's... They they, they, they do. Mexican men love... And they want to marry lo- you, they which love I appreciate. women. Okay, well... You know what I mean? No, no. It's seriously, it's just, motherfuckers, No, they, they want to be... They love being... I shouldn't say it like this way because I'm, gen, I'm, gen, I'm generalizing here, but love being in a relationship, love having a family, love having kids. So it, it, it's, it's more than that. It's just that they love... They yeah, love I mean, all. they're like, you know, they want to get married. You yeah. know, they don't want to <laughs> play around. They want to get married. They want to have kids. They want a family. Yeah. So... Go on. What's next? What's next? Right. I'm tired of being Mexican right now. Um, okay. I'm going to be okay. Jewish. On this Do we short, have a Jewish letter? This is short and sweet. Uh, from Miss Ravina Williams. Uh, my response to episode 27, the Pussy Podcast. Well, honestly, I agree with your points of view on relationships. However, I'm not, nor have I ever been in a just-sexed relationship. Most women are not wired or built that way. For those that are, it's simply a defense mechanism to not be emotionally hurt by anyone, male or female. Relationships are about vulnerability. Without it, you can't have a relationship of substance, but rather superficial. I'm really, most women aren't, you know, no. I ain't never been most women, so I can't really... Okay. Tell some. I mean, if a woman says she can disengage, she can. I mean, who am I? Can you have sex without uh, emotion? I mean, I can. I can technically, but do I want to? Does that? You rather be? No. You rather feel? I, yeah, something. I would. I mean, it it doesn't do much for me. I at least would like to enjoy being around the person after I have sex with them. What if it's a sexual harassment situation with a lot of money? How cute are they? <laughs> so, I already called your mom. She's not listening. So, have you had a one-night stand before? Uh, my phone is breaking up. I'm tired of this motherfucking phone. <laughs> of course you have. I have. And it, it doesn't... But did it hurt you emotionally? What did it make you or feel did it make... like? You just, did you feel like a hua? Uh, I just didn't... I didn't feel like, okay, so I think it's harder for me to reach the destination when I don't have uh, an emotional tie to somebody, but I have reached the destination. It's just much more difficult, and it's just kind of a, like, why well, didn't, that was a waste. That was, I, I gotta. So when you said you did reach the destination, you mean you orgasmed? Yeah, I mean, I've had more than one. And that didn't, that, that you needed more than that. No, I'm saying I've had more than one, well, I've had more than one orgasm, but I've had more than one one night stand. And I've had one that I, you know, reached the destination and one I was, I'm still waiting to arrive. <clears throat> so it's. Uh, but, but emotionally, did you feel 
I, I did kind of feel like, oh, that was a waste. That wasn't like. Uh. We just had bad sex. That's all. I mean, even when it was good. And actually, true, you know, full disclosure, I had sex with a Jewish man who was well endowed. And it was really good. Did we talk about that previously? I was just about to try to set and you up. No. Let, wait, stop. Because I, I wait, wait. Because you could do math. No, oh. this is comedy. It's okay, called okay, a callback. Okay, okay, go ahead. How was it? Um, kosher. What you mean? It was. It was good. What you mean? Yeah, you're not a comic. What? You were supposed to do what you did. Oh, before. oh, there. How was it? <laughs> There's only one race. The human no, race. No, what? God. It was Kvatsch. I was Veltsin. Oh, my God. It's oh, a callback. First of all, that was in like May. It don't matter. <laughs> a good joke don't die I no matter how old it is. I was schwitzing everywhere. He had my legs like, ugh. I was schwitzing. It was, it was glorious. I saw God. I was like, ugh. It was what, it was amazing. What you know now is that he hung on every word that you said on that last podcast, and he remembered I listened, everything you, know, you said. I, Come I, on. I forgot. You know, I, it's I'm getting old. It's it's. Let me I've ask you, do, do you. Do you think? Do you think women who have sex without emotional attachment makes them some sort of villain? Nah, I, I feel like that's some superhero shit. Like okay. if I could be like, yeah. ha ha ha, fucking you, right. goodbye. Right. I, you know, like get out. So you're not one of those people because there are a lot of people that'll slam a woman because she's. Ah, that's. I mean, again, but I'm I'm under the 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 philosophy just because it's not right for me doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just not. It's just not for me. But let's get back to the Jewish guy for a second. Oh, uh, look at this nigga. <laughs> okay. So did you date this guy for a while? A couple of hours, yeah. Okay, so it was it was one of the one night stands. I, I said what I said. Uh, okay, Andy. okay. So, but how? So, but was he a nice? Was that the one? You, wait, you did? Was that the one you didn't like, or you did like? That's the one you did like. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed okay. that. I did. I did. I, was there Nine a, out of ten would recommend. Let me ask, was there a Jewish sensibility about this sex that you oh, found no, different? He was, it, it was this, I was wondering if he was part black. To be okay. <laughs> but he said he normally just dates black women, and he was also a musician. So So he had... He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was adjacent. There was an adjacency yeah. that made it more... Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. I just want to understand. That's all. all. Right. But as a general rule, I, I try not to to do that. What was it? What, okay, now the reason I wanted to go back because you said how people approach people. So how did he approach you? What? Because he obviously he couldn't say I like your hair. So he didn't need to no, say no, he liked so, my no, hair. No, I know he did it. So what, he how, needed to say I liked your vagina. That's what he, no. That's definitely not what he needed to say. No, it was just kind of like we were at a conference. Um, I cannot reveal too much because I, I don't you know, want you to reveal everything. But you, how do how do you make, a, how do you make the connection? I'm trying to help Jewish people was, out all okay. over the world right now. It was a conference that we were at for a couple of days, and at this conference, um, there are. It was at a. No, it was. It was epic. No, no. Wait, I'm trying to like. It was at a. Um, it was at a performers conference. I'll put it that way. And so we were kind of stuck in the middle of Iowa for days. And uh, that was, you know, what happened. So it was like a little bit of convenience and a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we you got to know each other. So, yeah. so it was an energy, like they get yeah, each other's I mean, energy. And it was ah, shit, that, fuck it. It was at, uh, like, one of the college conferences. And, and, and the, yeah. I mean, the performers. And you've heard of Naka and Apka before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all the, I mean, I... That was that was really the that was it. After that, I was kind of that was years ago. But I mean, 
the, the, a lot of the the entertainers fuck each other, so it's kind of a so. Uh, uh, you know, when in Rome, you get to the in Iowa. In Iowa, the energy in Iowa is is fucktastic. It was listen, <laughs> it was it was a it was a good experience, but as a general statement, that's not my. That's I, my I get it. I'm just I was just trying to help a few yeah. Jews, you know, out there. He didn't uh, need any help. He. He knew what he was doing. No, but there's was... Jews out there that need some help, so I'm just trying Most to... Most of them need some help. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, Mike Hammond. Wrong apartment shooting and sports talk. Mm. Uh, I haven't written in for a while, but I thought I would write in to get your take on the brother of the man who was shot by the cop in Texas in the wrong apartment showing shooting, getting a Courage Award for seeing the humanity and the person responsible for his brother's death. I love you just like anyone else is what he said, and I'm not going to hope you rot and die, Brant mm. Jean told Geiger. I personally want the best for you. I wasn't going to say this in front of my family. I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what brother what brother. I guess his brother would, would want for you. Give your life to Christ. Oh, Jesus, just these niggas. Give your life to Christ. I think giving your life to Christ is the best thing both of them would want for you. Why would anyone love someone that just killed your family member? I don't throw love around to any dumb bitch that just killed my family member. I would hope that they would want to go to, that they would go to prison. Uh, and why the fuck would I want the best for them? I'm, I actually am a strong believer that there is a God, but with all the racist texts, this little past. This little past the date melted tuna face bitch sent. Okay. I can't believe she was ever a religious person. And if she was to actually make a spiritual shift, now there's no way I'm buying that those are her legit feelings. How come we have to forgive everybody the fuck that fucks us over? Brother, brother, mm -hmm. brother. You said in earlier podcasts, all things can't be forgiven. I can move on in a sense, forget, not completely but in a sense, not to let it bother me, and I have. But so, but some shit doesn't need to be forgiven. Some people are pieces of shit, and though I believe killing and and or hurting physically those that have done you wrong is not always the answer, because it will probably detract more from your own life. Rolling over and saying I love you is too much of a soft touch for me. Now that I've gotten the serious part of the email written, I wanted to comment on the Nick Turturro podcast where you were a guest when Nick was talking about working with David Caruso and how he was a minimalist and how he makes the most out of small things and how Robert De Niro did not like him not like working with him I'm actually seeing what he was talking about because I just started watching NYPD Blue on Hulu one of the best shows ever uh, it seems like everyone else on the show is normal acting and David Caruso scenes are sometimes a little over the top it's nothing ridiculous, but I see what Nick was talking about. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I know that you guys talk sports, but I haven't heard that recently on the podcast. Was wondering what you thought about the predictions of Lonzo Ball going number one in the draft, and who do you think is number? Who do you think is more deserving? As always, love the podcast, and I'll be listening when y'all get to episode one thousand. Best of luck and keep pushing it forward. Also, wasn't sure if you were aware, but George Zimmerman is suing Trayvon Martin's family and others for a hundred million dollars. Just thought about, just thought I would throw in some more fucked up shit in case you and Andy haven't heard about it. That sounds like the slave master suing the slave for making the slave master look bad. 
Like, I'm really a good guy once you get to know me. What the fuck is this world coming to? Anyway, love the podcast. Keep doing your damn thing, Mike Hammond. Um, I wish black people would stop being so forgiven. But I, I, agree. I, I also believe that that has been, uh, as my man said, talking about God, what's the word? And something in t- indoctrination. In, in, indoctrination. I think that we've been taught that. I, I, I think that, you know, this, this old lordy, old child shit we do makes me sick sometimes. Um, and I think that I, I can't help but believe that people will continue to fuck you over when they know you're fuckable. Yeah. So, um, you know, there that is. Uh, why the fuck George Zimmerman is still breathing? I don't, I don't know. know. But he lives in Lake Mary, Florida. <laughs> oh, woo! Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on that, you know? Um I wish some of them hardcore gangster niggas instead of turning guns on each other. Well, you know, somebody is serving 20 years, uh, 20 year sentence for attempted murder against George Zimmerman. He, they got 20 years for he an attempt. Years, yeah. And, he, an attempt. and yeah. he got free for an actual kill. Uh-huh. And Casey Anthony, which was right down the street. Cause I'm, that's where I'm from. Remember? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And actually like, uh, one of my childhood friends, was George Zimmerman's uh, adjunct professor at, uh, and mm-hmm. was actually one of the witnesses at the trial. Right. And, uh, like, just, you know, so that was, like, really right near where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play a gem for y'all that D.L. Hewley posted uh, in regards to an old video from Justin Timberlake. Uh, one less lonely nigga. <laughs> one less lonely nigga. One less lonely nigga. There's gonna be one less nigga. If I kill you. Wow, Justin. So. Very pitchy. Of course, a lot of the comments, a lot of comments, fuck him, he's canceled, no more cookout. One person wrote, we gotta stop inviting everybody to the cookout. Um, but then there were a lot of people that said, hey, man, 10 years ago, well, it was old, he was a kid. Why are we mad at this? Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite, which I hate. Well, how can we expect them to not say it if we don't stop saying it? Mm. Well, let, let me say this. Um, I think it's stupid on our part to be that dismissive because right. it don't matter how fucking old he was. The fact of the matter is he's a celebrity. He's somebody, which means he has influence. Mm-hmm. And... For the people that out there that are like him and that are looking for a reason to go there, mm-hmm. he just gave them one. Um, I don't buy the fact that he's a kid, so he didn't know it was wrong. You know, he apologized for it. Of course he apologized. His career's on the line. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars are at stake. My question always becomes, if you know you did something like this, why don't you apologize before Be- it ever comes out? Yeah. Turn yourself in. If you're sincerely sorry, yeah. get in front of it. You're only apologizing because you got caught. Yeah. And let's go really deep with it. Not only should you apologize, what are you going to do to make it right? How much money have you donated to what Absolutely. black fund? Absolutely. Just saying you're sorry, I don't buy it because, again, you're trying to save face. And it's and not it, like he can't afford to, to do those exactly. things. Exactly. So if you hadn't got caught, would you have come out of nowhere and said, you know what? I'm going to tell you all something y'all don't even know about. Some odd years ago, I did this. Mm-hmm. It was wrong. I'm sorry. 
that holds more weight to me. Do you think he remembered? Of course he remembered. Of course he remembered. And, and it's like, you know, when you look at those old black and white photos of little kids at Klan rallies. Absolutely. At lynchings. Those kids don't grow up and apologize. They become judges, politicians, and cops. And teachers. And teachers. Now, I know that's a very extreme thing to try to but compare. No, no, but I, look, he didn't kill nobody. He right, said, nigga, right. those photos, niggas were being lynched. Right. So that's an extreme example. But my point just simply is that stuff has an effect. Right. It has an effect. And, and I think, so it's, it's twofold, right? Because I think that there definitely can be growth from whatever age he was till now. Like there, he doesn't necessarily have to have been the same person. But to dismiss it as if he doesn't understand, he didn't understand it as, as a child doesn't make sense to me. Like, And I didn't say Justin Timberlake, did I? <coughs> yeah, who was that? That was Justin Bieber. Oh. <coughs> well, that's... He's so very crackish. Um, but, okay, so that's even worse because that was even more recent. Right. But the first time I was called a nigger was in fifth grade. And I had moved to Florida a year before that. And I honestly believe if I had lived in Florida years before that, I would have been called a nigger. But the boy who called me a nigger laughed because he knew, one, he wasn't going to get in trouble for it, which he didn't. And right. two, he, he understood the weight of that word. He understood his purpose was to use that word vitriol and to hurt. Like, granted, I don't know how he feels now. I mean, that was so long ago. So I can't tell you what type of person he, I can because mugshots are real. <laughs> um, and I know for, he did have some, some issues throughout time. But at the end of the day, even as a kid, he was aware of his white privilege. He was aware that he wouldn't be receive any real damage for that. He was aware that that word hurt and he used it to hurt. So white kids be knowing. And you know, it's like when black people and to the black people in the comment section, there was kind of, show some leniency, you know, show leniency as a kid. Does the law and the justice system show our kids leniency? No. Did they show the central park five leniency? And so, he was very much making money from black people so who were creating his miss art. Miss me with that bullshit. And 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 black people stop saying like that bullshit where it goes, if we if if how can we expect them to not say it if we say it? If black people like haven't that. done anything else, we have earned the right to language. We've earned one word at least. Okay, but still fine, that word specifically. We still have yet to receive our 40 acres and a mule. We have yet to receive reparations. So don't tell us we can't take our lemons and turn them into lemonade with a splash of vodka and we owe you some. We don't owe you yeah. a sip. We don't owe you a glass. And more importantly, that's ours. White people being able to say the word nigger or black people not saying it is not going to stop racism. Racism, it, it's not going to stop it. It's not, if, we, if, if people tomorrow miraculously stop saying it, the moment you say nigger, your mouth says, ah, there's still going to be racism. Right. You know, for me, white people have access to so much shit. So much shit that we can't even imagine. So many opportunities, nepotism, money. But one word, you can't have one word, then it's right. a big deal. Right. Well, like Richard Pryor once said, you know, uh, 
white man once asked him, why you niggas always grab your dicks? Because you done took everything else, motherfucker. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and then D.L. Hewley, I've heard him say it. Why do y'all want to say it so bad? Because it's the one thing they don't have access to. Mm. They every, every Nothing is off limits for white people. How can they, well. they probably are thinking, how can we not have access to something we invented? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? We invented the shit. Ooh. We own it. Yeah. You guys are it, but we yeah. own it. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I, you know, and, and, you know, well, you know, you don't listen to Justin Bieber anyway. What difference does it make? Why, why are we that dismissive? Because like, Justin Bieber definitely had black musicians backing him, black producers, black songwriters. and Justin Bieber's he, deal was yeah. signed by a black artist. Yeah, Usher, was, Usher found oh, Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, would say, you, yeah. he knew he couldn't say that shit in front of Usher. Right. He knew he, knew he couldn't say that for Usher. Okay, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, so wait, wait, he wait. obviously knew the weight of the word. Okay. Devil's so advocate. Wait. No, no, I'm not going to devil's advocate this because it's wrong. Let's, but, let's, but, but what, We're to devil, your point, devil, when you just said it, uh, Usher's the one who signed him. What is Usher's stance on that tape right now? Does Usher need to have a? Stand? No, yeah, because now yeah, not, I think so. Yeah. I agree. Does Does Usher not sign any more white artists because of that, or does is it Usher's? Is it Usher's responsibility? I don't think it is. But I'm just saying, do you have to do you have to vet a white dude before you allow him to come on your record label? I think part of Justin Bieber's appeal, though, is because he's white. Go ahead. I, as I'm saying, I think part of his appeal was because he was white, because he was this little cute little white kid with this swoop hair singing the way a little black kid would. But he was more marketable because he was white doing it. Well, his appeal was yeah. His, 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 yeah. his range is further. Okay, but He's Canadian. But, but then what? And they're supposed to be a? so uh, sorry. <laughs> and that was the other Coach. thing I, I, I was Coach. meaning to remember. A. I thought e. it was a boot. No, they say a boot. Because yeah. when we were in Calgary, you know, every now and then we'd be on a podcast, or when something would happen, I would just go sorry, or, and I was <laughs> going a boot. a boot. But I couldn't remember the other one. It was a a a, a yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't like. I don't have any Bieber likability for that dude anyway. Honestly, I don't. And it, it always. I'm gonna tell you that this is this is my. Let's let my whiteness shine. Uh, he felt fake to me the whole time anyway. Canadians so, aren't supposed to be racist. So for him to do that, that didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me as a 10-year-old that that was uh, even at 10. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me when any white dude does it, to be honest. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, even... Uh, but he felt fake. He didn't feel... And I can't even say you can't I, fake racism. No, you know. I can't. But you don't. I didn't feel like his music felt authentic. I don't feel he was a twelve-year-old singing pop songs. How authentic could you be? But he was trying to be sold as something else, like you said. No, I'm saying he can't be like you're twelve singing like no, but his whole, and, and but, pop. No, but I'm talking about even now in his life with his he wants well, his tattoos because he's uncracked. I, I want I want to play bit. for you <sighs> so much. There was, there was one black person that wrote in the comment section, and, and I jokingly have said this too. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but once upon a time ago, there was a movie called Dragon. It was the Bruce uh-uh. Lee story. Okay, okay. And uh, there's a scene in there where Bruce Lee is confronted by a lot of the Chinese sta- elder statesmen in the community. They call him, they summon him to a meeting, and they're upset with him because you need to stop teaching the Kwai Lo. 
white right, people. Right. Our culture. Uh, and I would often make the joke, see, this is what happens when niggas teach the quiet low. So unless you ah. saw that movie, you didn't get that message. Because again, culture vulture, they take our shit, they make money off of it, and once they don't need us no more, bye-bye, nigga. And one black person wrote, why couldn't Usher find some little black kid that right, needed an absolutely, opportunity? Absolutely. Cut to this young man here who I follow on Instagram. His name is Kelvin Sings. Uh-huh. I've been trying to do everything in my power to help this nigga get signed. This boy it might be 11 years old. Uh-huh. He sings with the soul of an old slave black woman. Listen to this real quick. And my soul has got to move my No, see, so my roommate sings like an angel. Right. He is. He used to be in an acapella group right. and traveled. Sings like an angel. Right. At official Trinard Allen. Uh, but I think, and he plays the guitar. And I think if he were white, he would have made it by now. Right. But okay, now I'm just and, and I'm just throwing this in there. So you want to hear? You want to hear? No. So you say if, you, if he was white, he would have made it by now. Is that the responsibility of white America or black America or both? Because Bieber was signed by it depends, on, it de- on, a, on a black it, label. It depends on your position. Mm-hmm. It depends on your position. If, if you're an usher and you're a black person and you want a cha-ching big, right. there's your golden goose. Okay. But if you're, if you're white, here's the thing. You don't need... Black people to come find you. You're going to be found. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you're going to eventually be found. That's why I tell Absolutely. Matt Rife, the comedian who I've worked with, white boy, this nigga is model-esque in the face. Uh-huh. He's a pretty motherfucker. And I go, dude, you are a commodity. Yeah. You're white. You're male. You're good looking. And you're funny. Yeah. You know how hard that is to find it's in unicorn. Hollywood? It's unicorn. A white man who's good looking. A lot of white guys are good looking white men. Chris Hemsworth, Chris yeah. Evans. I can go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. It's all named Chris. Funny is hard. Okay. Leading man, good looking, funny. That's why Ryan Reynolds yes. is such in demand. Yes. He's a good looking yes. white guy who's and so, so funny. fucking funny. That's you hard know to find that you combination. Know who's actually really funny. Uh, Ryan Gosling. He yeah. When he was younger, he was actually did like TV shows. He was he played the goofy character. Yeah. When he was younger, he played. I I am a fan. He's a little goofy and remember the Titans. Yeah, but exactly. But even before that, he was playing like it was a show. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Right. Most male comedians that are funny and white, not that good looking. Yeah. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not. And we try to bend to make them them more handsome because they are funny. We try to make the, like we try right. to make some you know right sugar out of shit. So that's why I'm just like you know, look, I get it from Usher's standpoint. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the business of making money, oh god, a white boy that's a nigga, yeah, that's always yeah. valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So I get it. I mean, and, and actually, there was a bidding war 
I think I know that it was between Justin Timberlake and Usher who was going to sign Justin Bieber. It was between mm. the two of them. So I mean, but I haven't seen Justin Timberlake try to sign any little but, black but, kids. But, but, but let me ask you this: you know, w- w- the question also becomes when you're Usher and you're already rich, how much more money do you need where you can't go? You know what? I'm gonna give the black boy a shot. Because I know it's harder for him than right. it is the white boy. I got enough money. But who, who has ever said they had enough money? Who has ever uh, well, said that? Well, then it boils down to who you are and what you represent on a personal level. Right. Absolutely. Prideful level. I could help my fellow young black kid and make some more money. Mm-hmm. Or I could say, let me get the white boy and make a lot of money. Even though you got enough money. Yeah. So that's the silly game you play. So there's no answer. There is an answer. I think, I think, okay. I think ultimately uh, white people have the monopoly on opportunities and they have the monopoly on the opportunities to the opportunities. But I do think that sometimes black people get in a position where they can reach back and they don't touch me poor nigga you know like oh i know they know. i know yeah. some of them definitely do that yeah I, and I, I think that is a reality i think it's it's and i think a lot of that too is like okay well i've made it here i want to be accepted you know i have this because shit money makes you white adjacent as fuck too white people treat you way differently when you have money in your pocket well there is there even poor white people there is levels to this to this mm-hmm. uh upper echelon of society and it isn't all based on color. Right. But even when it's not all based on color, it's still based on color. But And then volume of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what you just said, though, and this is where white people get very uh, confused on what you just said. You said they, uh, white people have the, the monopoly on opportunities. Absolutely. And then the monopoly on those other opportunities. Opportunities to the opportunities. opportunities. Mm-hmm. But then you just said... A black person has these opportunities as well. You just said uh, money, and then they look; they don't pull from from back. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's other opportunities that they don't have a monopoly on. That white people don't have the sole monopoly on. Because if if you're black and you have an and you made an opportunity for yourself, you must not have a monopoly on opportunities because there must have been an opportunity for someone else to make it. Okay. So we can say that Walmart is, has a monopoly. We can say that, right? You can understand that. That doesn't mean other stores don't exist. Right. I'm not. No, I'm saying, but yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm not still saying. Right, I'm, not I'm, even, I'm not even disagreeing on your first point. Yeah. I'm just wanting you to explain your first right, point. Okay, I'm saying that at the end of the day, the majority of opportunities to excel, to get to stardom to get to money are allotted to white people and and the fewer marginalizations you have the more likely you are to to make it and justin bieber was a young white male and he was canadian and so he had the you know but okay i and and so it's not necessarily the monopoly you but what you're saying is in the greater spectrum of things White people have way more control. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So your daughters, right? Say if they liked Justin Bieber, would you have a problem with them going to see Justin Bieber in concert? After that? No, no. Before that. Before that. No. Right. 
But how many white parents, how many white men, fathers of white daughters would be as easygoing about allowing their 12-year-old daughter to go see a 14-year-old black boy in concert saying, baby, baby, baby? That's a good question. I don't think it would be. I don't think they would be as easygoing about it. I don't think. You know they would. what? I uh, and this is clearly my assumption. I could, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think they would be as stringent on that. You don't think so? Nah. Only. You know what? At Justin Bieber's age, when he was that young, yeah. If it were a black boy that young, no. Fifteen, uh, maybe. I think if we talk in new edition when Bobby Brown was turning into Bobby Brown, yes, that's a different story. Because I think okay. the father could feel like, you know what, she's too young where I can still change the mind. But Justin Bieber does drugs too. Shit did just as many. Not at ever. that age. Well, shit, Bobby wasn't doing drugs at that age either. I love Bobby Brown so much. Bobby was so. drinking at an early age. Yeah. yeah. He was fucking at an early age, too. And I'm sure Justin Bieber was. Mm, I want to... Mm. I don't know. I think it's... I think that... Uh, what do you, what, girl, what age did you say the girl was? That you just This hypothetical girl that we made up? We'll say 12. We'll I say think, 12. I think the daughter of a 12-year-old today, mm-hmm. which would make him, what, 32, let's say, if he had, him, if he had her at 30, which would probably... Okay, okay. I think that person's a little... A little bit okay. more. But if he's in his 40s, not as much. Not as much. And if you go to my age group, yeah. 50. And if you go to my parents' age, I think now yeah. I think you're right. I think a 12-year-old girl going to see a black dude in concert. No, it's a no-go. So, yeah. so when Michael Jackson was the Jackson 5 kid, mm. you don't think there was a lot of white girls at them concerts? <sighs> Pull up the tape. But, but then it, again, you know, the innocence is different now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was singing about a pet rat. Yeah, but I I don't know. You might because the energy now these young kids yeah is it's doing a different, adult it's a movements and, yeah there was right. well, there was uh, was it Teen Bob there was that back then they were they were Teen Heartthrobs back then too they were New heart- Edition no the Jacksons they were right. Heartthrobs but I don't know I think they were still more marketed to black people too yeah I don't think they probably crossed over I think Michael. Jackson was really the crossover. I think Michael Jackson was the crossover because when it was the Jackson Five, it was still Jermaine Jackson. I think Jackson it was still led, pretty black. Led a lot of that. Led a lot of that music. I think it. I think mm. the, the crossover was with Michael. I right. think obviously they had worldwide appeal, and you know, especially if they were in Europe, you know, you was, think white fathers would be that threatened at childhood? Yes. Back then. Yes. Wow. I don't think so. I really don't think it is. Not. I. Oh. I don't think they'd say it out loud now. That may be even a better statement. I don't think they'd say it out loud. I think they'd still feel. Oh, that black power. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to see Dequarius in concert today? Oh, okay. I don't don't think. But Dequarius today ain't going to be like Michael back then. No. No. Nobody. And it was still. No, and I'm I'm just saying it was. There was more of an innocence Absolutely. and a purity right. back then, where today it's Dequarius might is, fuck your girl. He, he might, might fuck, fuck your girl your on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by your girl, your wife as well. Right. <laughs> That's funny. All right, we got one more. Dude, we we, we got it's a seven what o'clock time? show. Is it a seven o'clock show? Okay, we got it. What time is it? It's five something. Oh shit. Oh, okay. five thirty. All right. Well, goddamn. All right. 
You're gonna have to save it up. Uh, well, you know, some of them. Uh, where, where are you? Where are you out and about now? Where are you? I'm. I'm good. I'm. You in Atlanta? Gonna, oh yeah, I live in Atlanta. Yeah. So you live in Atlanta? Yeah. Well, the outskirts. Yeah. Okay. I, I, but every single time I go to Florida, I I have to convince myself to go home. Now, Florida, from Florida to anywhere, basically on the East Coast, is what two hour flight, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Atlanta too. Yeah. It's not. From Atlanta. Atlanta's um, quicker for, from anywhere because it's it's uh it's still East Coast. I mean Georgia's on the it's it's still fairly East Coast. I love that shift that Jamie Georgia. He did Georgia. Georgia. Um how far is Cleveland? Ohio? Yeah. It is no more than two hours because I've driven to Ohio from and it that's, was an eight hours. That's our drive. next stop. Yeah. yeah. Is, is Cleveland. Yeah. I think like first week or early first week of January. I think yeah, so. first it is the very first. Week yeah, of so um, might have to. Uh, I'm I'm not against it. We have unfinished business. Listen, I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. And you know, it helps to have you in Cleveland because as I do my joke about Cleveland, you ever been to Cleveland? I have, sure I have. I my roommate, one of my roommates is from Cleveland. It's, She's Puerto Rican and black, so she well, will cut you and cook for you. Yeah, well, and it doesn't. You know, isn't we, Puerto Rican though? I mean, it de- depending on who, which, you know, if she black one day, she that might be the cooking. That might be the cutting. You never know. Cleveland could use your face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cle- that's, how, that's how bad Cleveland is. Just oh, one face can make a change. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, okay. It's, it's desolate. It's a rough it's place. It's not a... Okay. Always They're hardy ladies. Hard, that's a great way. They're built for the cold. They're they're built for the cold. How does your face can be built for the cold? I don't know, but because, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, you because your face, yeah, is because it's cold. You always they're built for the cold. They don't even have to scrunch their I face. I say if if cities were a beauty contest, the women in Cleveland come in forty eighth place. Wow! Oh, it's just not a, have how many cities forty? Yeah, dude. Okay. I, I can no think. no out of a hundred. My roommate is pretty though. I can, I, can, she, okay. I can feel the numbers of women coming to the show in Cleveland just multiplying right now. Okay. They right. should talk like you tried to do the man with no teeth. Yeah, you know, it just, you know, we could use some. I would, I would love to go to Cleveland. Oh. All right, but we got to go. Like now? We got to wrap it up. It's oh, okay. Third, man. All right. Okay, there we go. Um, Sorry, we not, I know there was a lot of emails we didn't get to. We but might get to some of them. We're going to finish up the business. All right, boys and girls. Thank you for Kyla J. Lacey for a three-part way gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got wet on this one. Um, thank you, Kyla. Thank you for having you are, me again. I, I really you, appreciate you, you, you it. got me giddy. I feel like when I see you, it's Christmas Eve. Yay! You know, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm about to open gifts and shit. Uh, Good. And there's this club over do, here. Do, do you have any, you want to give out your information? Oh, yes. Um, my Instagram is Kyla, K-Y-L-A-J, Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y. Um, I guess you can follow my Facebook, too. I, I've, I have too many friends on Facebook, but it's Kyla Janae, J-E-N-E-E, uh, like Renee with a J on, on Facebook. Hey, you want to give out the Instagram of the kid that you're trying to get? A, a deal oh, record? Kelvin Sings. It's Kelvin Sings. Check him out. He's a bad little motherfucker. Um, yeah, and uh, you know me. Uh, more emails, Spears 45 at Hotmail, Instagram, Spears Patreon, Spears. And I've dropped my cameo price 
for a limited time only down to 50 bucks as opposed to the 200 I was charging. And I got a lot more requests. Uh, <laughs> so you broke motherfuckers got a shot. Uh, and we'll see how long that lasts. So uh, I think that's it. I'm Andy Comedy. You can find uh, all my social media in the upper right-hand corner of my webpage. Uh, I don't have a cameo, but if you call me, uh, and you can find my number. I'm not going to tell you where it's at, but it's very easy to find. I will say something to you for 25 cents. <laughs> Are the T-shirts available? T-shirts aren't available yet, but they'll be available soon. Um, Patreon's coming soon. We've got a few things coming up So uh, at the beginning of the year, so we'll see. And uh, for the people that regularly listen to this, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, he came to one of the shows, Leroy Furious. <laughs> uh, he, apparently, he lives here in D.C. So is he coming? He's, is yeah, he he said, I think he's coming tonight. Did, did you, you saw the label for the coffee. We're yes. Have the, yeah. yeah so. We will have coffee at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's going to be the Leroy Furious Strong Black African Strong Black African Coffee. <laughs> oh wait, I do have a website. That's right, Kyla W R W R I T E. Like, oh, that's right, Kyla. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, because cool. I'm right. a writer and stuff. All right. Yeah. And if any of y'all have comments um, uh, directed towards Miss Lacey, <laughs> you can send them to me, and I will forward them to her. Here was one of the funniest things, one of the greatest things, when uh, you first did it. I remember, I don't know if I sent that Instagram uh, post to you, but somebody wrote on there, uh, dude, I was listening to you and Kyla. Y'all should just fucking get that over with. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Why why do they have to send uh, their emails to you? Why are you being so... Because she said she didn't want to... Yeah, but why are you being so restrictive on, like, looking at her stuff like that? You you feel very T.I. to me right now. I said he can send... Okay, Did you not I definitely said that. I know, no, I know, I know, I know. Stay out of you, black relationships. You know what? Shit. That would God okay. It. If it's still, for, we should do that one. We should do the. We should talk about Ti and and his uh, the hymen. That was rough. That was rough. What's it hymen? What is that? Uh, it's like, like it sounds the, Jewish. It, it does sound Jewish. Hymen. Is he hymen? Yeah, hymen. That's a, a Jewish last name. So what is it? What is a hymen? It's that. It's supposed to be the the covering over. It's a natural covering of skin over the cervix, and once it's torn, it's supposed to symbol. The loss no of virginity. virginity. Yeah, but you can, you know, Where's break it? up. Phys- other physical activity. Your, yeah, you can, it's in the vagina? Yeah. yeah. And he checks it? The doctor checks to see if it's still there to see if, she, you know, she's still a virgin. And he goes and he's there. Yeah, well, he well he at least is there for the results. But oh, either shit. way, it's like, I mean, you can't check them out. Yeah, but like if you're doing gymnastics, any any yeah. sport that is on, that twerks puts... Yeah. Stress on your lower body, you can break you can that. Break so that. it's like a safety seal before the pussy gets... Entered. The feminist in me is saying no. But yes. But yes. There, there has been. A- so if the seal is broken, don't oh. fuck with the prot. No. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, in old times, old times, if the woman's, uh, that seal was broken, they could kill she's her. She's no good. Yeah, they she's could kill no her. Good. They could kill her for the, because oh, she was tampered She's with. only worth one cow. Damn. Yeah, just one. And is not it, even a good cow. Like, when you break the seal, the hymen. It's, that's when you're supposed to be bleeding. But is it I mean. something where you can have you hold ever it in your hand? I don't, I don't know. Have, have you ever, you know, opened a bottle of champagne? Times, so I don't right. remember. Have you ever tried to stick the cork back? Can't. Can't. Oh, once it's broke, it's broke. <laughs> but you can get the little plastic thing to go in and you can still pour the wine and it's still good. It's still good. It's not still for good. it doesn't stay though. Like it, it, it doesn't stay good for for like. That's it, why you just drink that shit up then. Yeah, then then you gotta drink it up then. Once Drunk it's, love. I wonder when you pop the hymen, does it make that 
like a snapper bottle top. That's supposed to be why it hurts so bad the first time. Really? It, I, I don't know. I'm looking to a woman for an answer. My phone is breaking up. <laughs> this fucking phone. <laughs> I right. mean, okay, I, I, in your, your not teens and 20s, sex can still hurt. So if I fuck abroad and I hear, I'm going, oh shit, I broke your habit. Or her hip. Damn. <laughs> Damn, how old are the people you fucking? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> <laughs>